0: announcement has been paid for by the new world order
1: you are now listening
2: to lucha outsiders show available on itunes SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts at lucha outsiders everywhere facebook instagram twitter youtube SoundCloud, and itunes lucha lucha, 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 lucha
0: It feels to fuck on cocaine, fuck on cocaine. That is, is, is Have
1: no fear, the sports entertainers are here i am the heel, the seal the Heal, the, 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 the villain State showing the anti-hero of the iwc your boy mr rated r and our tag team partner Easy the analysis of the l oh see he's the man to put the honor back in ring of honor he's a straight shooter on twitter and when it comes to wrestling he
2: has a radar from the mean streets of long island you know i've been thinking i don't even know if i have a radar anymore you know <laughs> Just, just you know just some random sunday thoughts wow however wow. here i am laughing and living color <laughs> wow. wow
1: wow wow welcome what a turn of events
2: <laughs> i know i know maybe some breaking news on here okay. maybe not the maybe not the the first uh piece of breaking news that i drop here right? i
1: know enter asante <laughs> <laughs> okay leo what are you doing come on
0: nothing what are you doing Why? Why,
1: Leo? How come sometimes
0: you act like this is your first rodeo? Uh, Because I get sloppy and I didn't have my headphones on, so I'm just—I thought I had brought it all the way down, and yeah, that's on me. I got sloppy today. Sorry.
2: Uh, Ryan, how are you, bro? Doing good, man. Doing good. Uh, you know, it's always some stuff to complain about, but for the most part, you know, feeling pretty good. Spring is coming got some nice weather hopefully on the horizon here uh it's a good time of the year wrestlemania two weeks away Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's it's a it's a good time good
1: time you mentioned spring right now we're getting to the point where it's like during the day it's getting like a little bit warm but then at night and morning it's brick as shit it's like cold as yeah
2: well it's certainly brisk as hell right now uh outside i let my dog out before Mm -hmm. it's cold as hell but yesterday was really nice and uh Maybe it'll warm up as the day goes on. Who knows? But, hey, nice weather's coming, and nice weather puts me in a good mood, Mario. It really just does.
0: Well, good to know. Leo, how are you, bro? I'm good. I'm good. I'm all right here, checking. We're actually live right now on Los <laughs> Radio TV. Mm-hmm. We're also live on our YouTube channel, just uh, growing, making things happen, make sure that people follow us, and I'm um, having a good time. By the way, on camera it says Macho Mario. Just saying. Okay.
1: There you go. There you go. go. So Leo just mentioned Los Radio TV and YouTube. So this is something I'm gonna start promoting heavy one thousand percent. All right. For those that are listening to us on the audio fee or watching us live on Facebook, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. We have not touched this platform since episode 94 four years ago (laughs) all right so we need to we need to we're going to start adding more stuff on there i'm gonna we're really going to try to make this the new initiative in 2023 our youtube page what do you what's your thoughts ryan
2: i think it's great i think youtube is uh youtube's huge man we'll get a lot of views hopefully on all our videos it could take the lucha outsiders to the next level so yeah definitely subscribe and uh it's I mean, everybody has access to YouTube, right? So it's like an easy way to to, to watch the shows. Mm-hmm. So. yeah, so and uh, also too, if you miss it too live, you can still watch it. So yeah I think right, our, YouTube, YouTube is yeah, great.
1: Our, our YouTube page is definitely going to be the new initiative for us. Uh, I'll probably end up doing a post on our YouTube page on our for our YouTube page later on today, but uh, yeah, the new initiative in 2023 is promote the YouTube page 1,000 percent. All right. a lot of great shit has happened. In the world of professional wrestling this week. I have no complaints whatsoever. But before we get started, it's hashtag, because I forgot last week.
2: Rebel time.
0: Ooh, I heard that one.
2: Oh, there you go. Nice uh, two big gulps this time. Oh, see? Listen. There you go. I got to get in my system. I got to get it in my
0: system. He had to make up for last week. <laughs> I had to make up for last week. Exactly. There you go. All right, guys. Let's get started.
1: So... A lot of great shit has happened this week. In, all across the board, in my opinion. But I want to start out with probably, arguably, top one, top two favorite things that happened this week in professional wrestling. And that was a start to AEW Dynamite. Oh. Mm-hmm. So fucking good. So we had this big, um... Ree, Bart, Misfa type gimmick <laughs> for MJF. Okay? He came out looking like a fucking character. Alright? With women. And... Four different women. I believe they're all independent talent. I'm not too sure. And he ends up making out with one of them, all right? And she looks great, let me tell you. <laughs> um For him, Yeah, he's getting over that breakup, man. Yeah, he's getting over that breakup really quick. Uh <laughs> So we, it's it's a lot of shenanigans. It's like typical, like, MJF. WWE sports entertainment type stuff, all right? For the first, how long, how long do you think that lasted? Like a good five minutes, maybe even less than that, before we started getting, like, uh
2: the interruptions? Yeah, maybe like five, seven minutes, something like that.
1: So I think I called it last week. I was like, it's got to be like Jungle Boy interrupting, right? And I hear Jungle Boy music. So I was like, okay, this is where we're going. It kind of made sense, right? You know, at the Mm -hmm. time, like, you know, they're promoting Jungle Boy. Like, he's going to go after a title. He just got this big win off of Christian Cage at AEW Revolution. So why not have a match with MJF? You know, the match is going to be good. You know, Jungle Boy's going to lose, and MJF picks up another win, and there you go, right? That's what I instantly thought. Jungle Boy comes out, all right? After Jungle Boy comes out, I hear Sammy Guevara's music. And the second I heard Sammy G's music, I'm like, yo, they're going to fucking do this.
2: Yeah, as soon as I heard Sammy's music, I knew right away.
1: I was like, they're really going to do this Four Pillars gimmick. Like, we're going to get this face off, right? Sammy G comes out. Then we get Darby Allen, big pop for Darby Allen, and we get all in every corner. We get the four pillars, and I'm I'm already popping myself before they even spoke on the mic. I'm like, yo, this segment's gonna be nuts, and it delivered one thousand percent. What I loved about this segment the most is because like MJF is known as such a great talker, but what I really loved about this segment was that everyone held their own and every promo. Had valid, val- validity to it, right? There was a lot of valid points by every person, so I just love this segment so much. Um, I do want to break up, break down some of the some of the substance that was here from all four guys. But Ryan, give me your thoughts, man.
2: Yeah, I mean, this has got to be one of the best uh, openings to AEW Dynamite that I've ever seen, uh, and it lasted for almost a half hour, I think, too. I mean, the first about, twenty yeah, five yeah, minutes, minutes probably. Yeah, yeah of the show, which was awesome. And like you said, everybody held their own on the mic. Everybody got their shit in. Everybody was shooting on each other. Uh, shout out to Jungle Boy because I remember at a time, I mean, it was pretty recent, I'd say, over the past year and a half. I think he, he's he gone on record on podcasts and stuff, talking about how he hasn't really been comfortable on the microphone. He's not really comfortable doing promos and stuff like that. He knocked it out of the and, park. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if, um, you know, Christian helping him along the way really gave him that, that boost of confidence, but man, he was good. He was really good. Uh, I mean, all, all all three, I mean, four, if you want to count him, JF, but obviously we know how great of a talker he is. Uh, All three guys just knocked it out of the park. And uh, yeah, man, it's, it was one of those things where it was like, you just couldn't take your eyes off the screen because you were just so invested in what everybody was saying and what was going to happen. So that's, that's the best.
1: Yeah. Jungle boy. Say, saying like, listen, you got men and women back there that could barely get sixty minutes, sixty seconds on a show, and you're doing the same song and dance every single week. I was like, holy shit! Yes, yeah. Oh
2: and, man, and I was popping for so many of, uh, god, so many of the lines there. I mean, especially Darby's lines too, We're talking about how a bunch of the Ross uh, men and women on the roster bitching and moaning about uh, not being used and stuff like that, and complaining online, and oh my god, and then just yeah.
1: And you know it's what? Awesome. I really... Because it's for months already. It feels like years at this point with Sammy G. But, you know, he's gotten a lot of heat. And some of it, it's stuff that he's brought to himself. But even with Sammy G, like, his promo, the crowd started turning on him a little bit and started <laughs> cheering for him during his promo. And <laughs> so he buried the, you know, the Canada crowd again and was like, just like these stupid Canadians. And then everybody started booing him again. But, like, yeah. just, you know, him explaining, like, he, he didn't have the machine behind him. Just like... um Mgf did and he had a pretty much grind to get to you know like the tnt championship wins and just being shown as he wasn't going to be a job guy for the inner circle or just a guy that was just gonna take bumps a lot of people not let me rephrase that not a lot of people but i did see some people take issue with sammy Guevara's promo i i'm not one of those people i have no problem when wrestlers go uh like gives us, like, during their promos or stuff that they put out where they're feuding with someone or whatever. They take us, like, a peek behind the curtain. I'm okay with that. And AEW does this a lot, right, where they kind of blur the lines between reality and story, right? So I really had no issue with this promo. Um, Were you one of those people that kind of had issue with it or no?
2: No, I didn't even know there was people complaining about it. I mean, hey, I'm not surprised to hear that. Right. No, I I love when that stuff happens, so I, I didn't even think twice about it
1: um so mjf finally you know response uh to like all the four guys saying like you know everyone in this ring you know they just talent they're talentless and sammy g you know he went after sammy g saying like you know oh you know in seven months from now you're gonna you know propose to another girl and then sammy g responded with like hey didn't your fiancé leave you, which was really dope. <laughs> Hilarious. And then with one of the lines of the night, MJF goes like, oh, you want to start shooting or whatever. He's like, well, what was the... I forgot what was the term he said. Uh, I think he said Meshugan- Meshun- Meshugana. He was like, oh, I'm going to go <laughs> Meshugana- yeah. up this bitch, which... <laughs> It took me aback, and I don't know if it's a bad thing or a good thing, right? Because I laughed, right, when he said that. But at the same time, it's like, yo, MJF is a heel. He's supposed to be taken as a serious heel. Yet when he said that line, even commentary started laughing
0: when he said yeah. that. Yeah.
1: So it was like a lot, it was, it was not that it was a little bit too comedic for me, but it just really came out of nowhere. Like, you know, MJF, he cuts these scathing promos, right? So when he said that line, I was like, oh shit.
2: I know, yeah, no, he was, MJF, like, with the amount of shit that they were throwing at MJF, I mean, obviously, without any surprise, MJF threw it right back in their face in just a huge way, I mean, he, it was, like I said, the back and forth was just so good, it wasn't even just, like, one guy was getting the upper hand over the other, it's like, MJF was shooting right back, and, yeah, dude, it made for some awesome television, it really did. He did say the
1: line about, like, daddy daycare, AEW daddy daycare, how he <laughs> said, like, Sammy Guevara had Jericho and Darby has Singh yep. and Young Boy had Christian, and he said, and then MJF goes, like, well, he didn't have no one, which is a f- it's false because we know he's had people, but it's right. okay because he's a heel, right? So right. Yeah. it's okay for him to lie because, you know, he was part of the inner circle. He was tied to Jericho for a while. He's also had Warlow. Um yeah the pinnacle right with ftr and sean spears and tully blanchard and then when he made his return at all out he was supposed to be tied with the firm so he (laughs) has had people but it's okay to me because he's a heel heels lie right right right.
2: yeah no of course
1: but i thought this segment was fantastic and it it just left me wanting more and for me i want to get your thoughts on this but like for me I feel like you should drag this out to double or nothing. Give me the fatal four way at double or nothing. Like I, this is the match I want to see at, at double or nothing. I don't want to see it at a throwaway dynamite.
2: Well, that was my next question. Yeah. Because I immediately said to a couple of my buddies to have this segment, like, <sighs> Like where do you do this match? Like it, it cannot happen on a random th- episode of Dynamite. Even if it's like a themed episode of Dynamite, you can't do this on on free TV, man. This is a pay per view worthy. I think a lot of people were waiting for this. Um, yeah, yeah. I think you got to do it at double or nothing. I think they have like ten weeks or something like that. I mean, it's listen, they could do it. I mean, they started doing the uh, the MJF Danielson setup. Like hey. After full gear, you know, and that was in like November, December, and we got the match uh, March 5th. So, AEW's done this before where they have dragged things out. Um, You know, I just hope and pray that they don't do the same song and dance that they've done for the past few times to set up a number one contender where they MJF has Darby, Sammy, and um, Jungle Boy go through the ringer of like, okay, they got to win some odd matches to get this title shot. It and would like, not oh, surprise dude, me if they mean, do it's this. Just like-
1: it would not surprise me that they do this.
2: I know, but it's like, how many times are you going to do this? You know, like, it's just, MJF has been doing this since day one. I mean, he did this with Cody back in the day. Remember when he, Cody had to go through all that crap. He had to face Wardlow and the steel cage. He had to go through the the whipping. I mean, like, it's just like this, how long, I mean, it's the same thing with MJF over and over to set up a number one contender, you know? So I'd like to see them go a different route. I don't know what that route would be, but I'm sure they could figure something out. Um, But yeah, nonetheless, I think this has to happen in Vegas at double or nothing. It's just too big of a match to throw away on a regular Dynamite.
1: I think also what I liked about this too is it's bringing – and even throughout the episode, right, especially how the episode ended, what I really enjoyed was how the – it was – The four pillars, which it felt like very original AEW. You know what I'm saying? Like it felt like kind of back to like the roots of AEW, the guys that everybody was saying, like, hey, this is the future of the company, right? These are like AEW originals, if you will. That's what I really loved about this segment. Like it just it felt old but felt fresh at the same time. Because it's the four pillars, right? AEW originals. But it's something like I didn't know I needed in my life.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I know, for sure. I mean, I think uh, and this is, I mean, this is similar to like when the shield, you know, like w- when they were a thing and everybody wanted the shield triple threat for the title. And we did get that at like one of like the B-level pay-per-views. I forget which one it was, but it wasn't really rem- memorable. And everybody thought like one day that would be like a WrestleMania type, like main event, like all me- three members of the shield wrestling for the WWE title. Right. Um, we just never got that. So I think, you know, AEW has a chance here now to tell this story where it's like all four pillars going for the top prize in the company, you know, the future basically of the company right here. Um, or, and the present, really. I mean, you know, I, how many times are we going to call them the future before, you know, you know, they've proven time and time again that they're the now. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know if Double or Nothing is AEW's biggest pay-per-view. I think that's like a, there's like a debate, I think, of a, what's AEW's biggest pay-per-view. Is it all out or is it Double or Nothing? Double
1: or Nothing for me is like their SummerSlam
2: yeah no i agree i think all out's their biggest i think all out's like their wrestlemania that's just my opinion Mm -hmm. um but nonetheless i mean double or nothing it's not like some like throwaway pay-per-view like every AEW pay-per-view matters so it's still a huge stage on a huge weekend uh in a huge wrestling uh city the fight capital of the world i think that would be freaking awesome it would be the best place to do that and uh Again, I just don't want commercials to ruin anything either. That's another. This thing has to be on pay per view.
1: It has to be on pay per view.
2: I hate when they give away big time matches on free TV, and then you know the commercials just really just put a uh, a, a damper, you know, in, in the match. So yeah, I think it has to happen a double or nothing. How they get there, how they drag it out, we'll see. I think they could definitely do it though.
1: I mean, if 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 there's one thing we know about like AEW when it comes to like their storytelling at times is. They know how to drag shit out. Sometimes they drag yeah. it out too long, but when it comes to this specific specific story between the four pillars, I feel like they could drag it out till dumb or nothing. And this needs to be on pay-per-view. It has to be on pay-per-view. Don't make the same mistakes WWE has done in the past when it comes to like for example, like the Shield triple threat. They gave it to us like I believe at a random like B-level pay-per-view. I don't even think it was like a I don't even think it was like it was a major one. The, the S.H.I.E.L.D. triple threat, I believe, happened. It's like, like a battle
2: battleground. Yeah, or it happened. Like that that, sh- that yeah.
1: match should have happened at WrestleMania, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, or a SummerSlam, at least. Right. or some one of the big four, you, you know.
1: The four horsewomen Fatal 4-Way, we never fucking got. Yeah. So, it's like, you when you have this big of a match, you need to have it on pay-per-view, and you need to capitalize it when you have some, like, you have some substance there, when you have some momentum, and to me... I've seen more people like, I want this story. I, th- finally, they're giving us something. I've seen more people say stuff like that than saying like, oh, you know what? This is a week-made event. Like, there are some naysayers that do say that. But I feel like they got some momentum with this p- possible Fatal 4-Way.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, man. I mean, and, and what are all... I mean, besides MJF, what are all three guys doing right now, anyways? Sammy Guevara is, you know, he's with the JAS, but he's not really doing much. Jungle Boy now is coming off a big win against Christian. Nothing really to do. Darby Hallen hasn't had anything to do in a while. So I think the time is now. You know, this is the time to do it. Um, you know, MJF, I will probably retain. It doesn't even matter, though. I think everybody just wants to see the match uh, because it's going to be that damn good. So, yeah, I think the time is now. Um, yeah, it's just. Uh, I feel like they it needs to happen at that pay-per-view. So we'll see where it goes from here. Um, but nonetheless, man, I'm freaking excited for it. And I'm excited for more segments, too, because like you said before, you want to see more. This segment left you want, wanting more, and, and same here.
1: Not only that, but I will say that if we do get this triple threat, I believe that it'll elevate the other three guys just being in this main event. You know what I'm saying? Like the whole um, just being – Let's say double or nothing, right? We get the main event double or nothing. I believe Jungle Boy, Sammy G, and Darby Allen will get elevated, even with defeat. Can you hear me? Are we live? Hey, yeah, you froze up for a second. Yeah, I don't know there, what but... the hell's happening. All right, uh, did you hear anything? Are we good? Yes or no? I can yeah, see you. We're good. We're good. We're live. All right, I can I see you. Yeah. All right, yeah, I don't know what happened, now. guys, so I'll repeat myself one, one more time. Not sure what happened there. Okay, so Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara, and Darby Allen. I feel like even in defeat, just being part of this main event, hopefully at a pay-per-view like Double or Nothing, I think they will get elevated.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we said that with Jungle Boy, right? Like, if it was going to be a uh, Jungle Boy versus MJF, you know, one-on-one, obviously MJF, I mean... I would assume he's not going to drop the belt to Jungle Boy, but it doesn't matter. Just having Jungle Boy in that main event spot on a pay per view like that for the world title, it's going to elevate him. So, uh, yeah, for, for sure, it, it doesn't doesn't matter who comes out victorious. I think it's all four guys are going to shine at the end of this.
1: One thousand percent. So last week we were also talking about uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, right? We were talking about how you know we got some QT shenanigans that we were just like, what the hell. Well, we got this segment on Dynamite, and I got to say, I loved it. <laughs> I thought this segment was hilarious. It was, a, uh, it was um, you know, they were playing, like, kind of like uh, a TMZ-esque type thing with QTV, and they were throwing, like, a lot of, like, subliminals and shots, like, not only at, at Warlow, but, like, it was, like, a shot to Batista in there, like, ruthless aggression. I, I just loved all of this shit. I, I just... I really enjoyed this segment, maybe because it was just ridiculous, but I didn't hate this at all.
2: Uh, Yeah, so I'm actually going to uh, maybe surprise you and everybody when I say that I feel like I'm coming around to QT Marshall a bit. Uh, I don't know.
1: What a turn of events.
2: (laughs) I don't know if you were were, like, you know, I know you're not on Twitter or anything, but I know you're like in the loop of wrestling news, obviously. So like, were you like uh, in tune with the whole like, QT versus Raj Guri of Wrestling Inc. stuff yes. like that on Twitter. Yep. And like Raj is just such an like, and he's just like any other member of like the wrestling media, like journalists. Like he's I just did a see nerd, that. bro. He's just I a did complete geek. Yep. And um I did see that. And uh, QT put him on blast and then like Raj like slid into his DMs to apologize to him, and then QT just puts him on blast and and posts the screenshot, like get the hell out of my DMs. Like I thought it was great. Um and then like QT Marshall posts up a tweet, right? And, uh, you know, the tweet is – I guess he wrote it up in his notes section on his phone because, you know, obviously uh, with Twitter, you're only allowed a certain amount of characters for your tweets. So he was – he, you know, sent like – he posted like four pictures and it was like just a whole like long drawn out like essay pretty much just basically – explaining why you know him and raj were going at it and how it's buried it's done they figured it out um and like you know if, if you don't like him like that's okay but he's the one of the hardest working guys in the locker room and everybody respects him and stuff like that i actually felt bad for him like i really did like we don't know what goes on behind the scenes we don't know how much he actually does for the company he obviously cares so much and is so passionate about aew um i actually kind of it made me like stop for a second and be like wow like not that I do that. I don't go on Twitter and bury the guy. But, like, when I'm watching the TV, I'm like, God, I fucking hate this guy, man. I do not want to watch this guy on, my like, TV. Maybe now I'm, like, turning on him a little. I'm, like, turning in, in the right direction. I'm like, all right, well, this guy cares about the company and he works hard. And, you know what? Like, whatever. It is what it is. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm coming around to uh, Oh, my God! What a yes, turn of uh, events. What pretty, pretty a turn crazy. of events. But going back to the segment, I did enjoy it, too. And I have a question for you. Do you think that them breaking into Wardlow's car was legit, like like a, a work, right? Like, Wardlow posts a thing? Or do you think somebody actually did break into Wardlow's car, and now they're making it into a storyline, and then they showed them, like, you know, dismantling a car and stuff like that? What, what do you think?
1: All right. There's a lot, there's a lot to that I wanna like talk about with this whole thing. But let me just start with the with the car situation. Cause I want to go back to the Roger Geary stuff, because I did find that fun and hilarious. So the car stuff, I do believe it was shoot. I believe Warlord truly yeah, got too. broken into. Me too. And AEW decided like, you know what? Let's just try to use this to our advantage and just make it an angle, especially with this QTV stuff. Like it kind of makes sense. It's kinda it kind of works in their benefit, especially if they're trying to make QTV. Like, kind of like their version of TMZ, right? What I would mm-hmm. like to see continue happening with, like, QTV is, like, all right, I get, like, they're beefing with Warlow, right? But I also would love to see them sprinkle other shit that's happening in AEW, um, like, into their segments. For example, right, like, like the BCC's new attitude. Like, they could, like t- like, throw, like, a little shit, like, about that, or, like, oh, you know, Ty of Valkyrie and Jade Cargill, they both use the same finisher, like, shit like that, I would like to that, like, them to sprinkle different stuff that's happening on the show, or, like, even on Rampage, or Dark, or whatever it is, sprinkle that shit into these segments, and not make always let it, like, it sh- the main focus should be whoever they're feuding with, but also sprinkle other stuff that's happening in the show, whether it's, like, a dig, or something slick to say, because that's what TMZ is, right, they talk about everything, like, right. in, and, you know, uh, fucking what's going on in the celebrity world or music world or, you know, paparazzi shit. Like, they should try to make it close to what TMZ really is, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think it'd be, it'd be fun. It'd be something to look forward to every week because it's like, all right, well, what are they going to bury this week, you know? And just how
1: ridiculous QT looks when he's just smiling, laughing. It's just fucking hilarious. Um yeah. But... Back to the Raj gear of, of it all, right? So I was seeing, I was, somebody had posted something. I think I saw it like on my Instagram or something. Someone said something like, oh, Raj Gear and QT Marshall. L- later, Leo. Leo just left. And that's why I'm getting up because Leo,
2: you know, just uh, He's here. actually saying bye this time. He's yeah, not he's just walking actually, out? Well,
1: no, he has to go, uh, he has to go be a dad and take his kids to a, a party, right? So now I'm here with oh, the dogs. Okay. But, um, Okay, so Raj Geary, right? So someone had posted something on I think it was like on a story, like, oh, QT Marshall's really making me like him because he's like destroying Raj Geary. And I'm like, what the hell's be happening between Raj Geary and, and Qt Marshall? And for those don't don't know who Raj Geary is, he's the former owner of Wrestling Inc. Now I think he's just like a advisor for Wrestling Inc. because he ended up selling Wrestling Inc. Um, he for the most part he is um he's one of the better ones when it comes to like news and reporting or whatever or at least he was because I don't think he really reports or breaks news like that anymore but um at one point he was one of the good ones but Raj Geary just came out out of this looking like such a clown man and I like Raj Geary but he I just gotta he just came out looking like such a like QT Marshall destroyed him on Twitter it was just so funny and I don't know it's to me, I get what you're saying on how like some people feel a certain way towards QT Marshall, right? And it's it's not on him. I, and I said this last week. I actually I don't I don't dislike QT Marshall. He just comes off on TV sometimes like such a like cornball, right? Yeah, like. Yeah. Like, okay, let me put it this way. Like, Austin Theory, right, like on TV, he just comes off looking like such a, like, douche, right? With QT Marshall, is not much of a douche. He looks more like a cornball, like, man, I can't take this guy seriously. Get out of here. But I'm not – I don't think he's, like, talentless. Like, he knows how to get heat. Clearly, he's doing it on social media. (laughs) And with this, like, segment, the the, the QTV segment, I thought that might have been one of the best things he's ever done in AEW.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's fair. I mean, he also, because uh, I, I saw some people like uh, post this when all this stuff was going on. You remember that Bunker House match that he had with... the, uh, uh, the
1: Bunker House Brawl.
2: Yeah, and I thought that was pretty good going back. That was back. a good match. I mean, he's not a
1: bad wrestler things. either.
2: So, like, I think, yeah, that and maybe this is like the top things that he's done in AEW.
1: Yeah, but I've really enjoyed this this uh, segment. Um, I'm I, Like I said last week, I'm here to wait and see what happens between powerhouse hobbs and qt marshall but as of right now i'm not disliking it
2: yeah hey i'm here for it we'll see where it goes let it play out you know yeah let it play out
1: speaking of um uh some one of the names that we mentioned right now and that's jade cargill right so we get this open challenge and man they 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 definitely like work the like the viewer in the audience right well maybe not the audience too much because this this uh this individual uh I believe her name is Nicole Matthews. If I'm, a, if I'm not mistaken, she's like a she's like a Canadian wrestler. So people in the audience are like well in tune on who she is. But she had no entrance. Like she was already in the ring when Jake Cargo came out. Like there was no big surprise, no nothing. It's okay, Jake Cargill runs through this poor girl. Like there's no tomorrow. Just boom, one, two, three. She gets on the mic, and she goes, like, oh, that's all Canada got or whatever. And then she gets in Renee – I was going to call her Renee Young. (laughs) Renee Paquette's face, and she gives Renee a kiss on the forehead. (laughs) And then a familiar music hits, and it's Taya Valkyrie. She came out. (sighs) Listen, I'm a a big fan of Taya. I love Taya. I I, I love her as a wrestler. I love her as a person. I got to – uh i was very fortunate to meet her a couple years uh years ago i think she's great i love her but was it just me but i felt like her pop was like a little average i don't feel like it was a crazy pop maybe it was just a crowd maybe i don't know but like i didn't think like her pop was like all that
2: yeah i mean i don't know she's not the biggest name out there um i think people are kind of just expecting her yeah, I don't know I mean do you think, I, don't, I don't think people care do you think, <laughs> really, I mean I don't think people care about Jade Cargill in general so it's like whoever comes out you know they're not gonna win I mean yeah it's cool to see Ty of Valkyrie I mean I'm I have no problems with her I'm glad she's on the roster now but you know I didn't like jump out of my seat when I was watching it either you
1: know no and this is this is no disrespect to to the Winnipeg crowd okay no disrespect to them I just feel like if they would have held off on that debut out here in the states like if it would have happened like in l a I feel like the pop would have been bigger. Yeah,
2: it's a fair point.
1: I, I don't know. I just felt like, like like she got a pop. Like it was a nice pop, but like I don't know. I just expected it to be, you know, she's from Canada. I just expected it to be a little bit bigger. I don't know.
2: She's also not the biggest Canadian uh women's professional wrestler right, out there. So right. like maybe people were expecting somebody else. Mm-hmm. I don't she, know. Probably yeah, a couple expect- different She's
1: factors. more like like it's so crazy because she's actually more in tune with like spanish culture right you know because she's you know she wears her triple a and she's like the like la reina reina campeona triple a so like i think it like the debut would have happened like let's say like in texas or like i don't know like one of these bigger cities in the states i feel like her pop would have been bigger yeah that's fair point what do you what do you think about the possible of this match i think this match is gonna be a banger i love the fact that when they faced off yo, they're almost the same height like
2: yeah yeah they in the same height they got the same finisher Mm -hmm. um you just look at taya valkyrie if you've never seen her before she looks like somebody who could dethrone jade Mm -hmm. um yeah man i'm all here i'm i'm here for it of course we know how it's going to end right it's going to be a throwaway match on a dynamite i'm sure it'll be good but uh you know i don't see jade cargill dropping the belt so and then she'll just be one of another woman on the roster which again is fine i have no issues with her being on the roster that's that's cool with me but um I don't really like that. I don't really feel like there's much to like even digest with this because it's just like, it'll be a good match. But other than that, that's that's what it is. You know, I, I don't see Jade Cargill's reign coming to an end anytime soon. And I just don't care anymore either. I really don't care anymore. When she's on my screen, it's, it's becoming like, okay, change the channel. I just don't care. They've yeah, they given me no reason to care.
1: Yeah, we talked about this last week. How like they just haven't done a great job with Jade Cargill. Hopefully, that changes now with like this Taya Valkyrie feud. But then it's like, okay, we get a great feud, maybe somewhat of a great story between Taya and Jade. But then, how are we gonna follow this up?
2: Right, they're probably not gonna follow it up. It's gonna be every like every other Jade Cargill title reign uh, title match where it's just, like she runs through the person. And I'm not saying she's gonna run through Taya, mm-hmm. but you know she'll get past her. And, uh, you know, that'll be that. And then Ty is just going to continue to be another woman on the roster, probably do dark for a little bit until they have something to do for her on Dynamite, you know? Um, that's just what it is. What would I What would I love to see? I'd love to see, you know, Jade win by maybe, uh, I don't know, a roll-up or something like that, or using the ropes. I think I maybe mentioned this last week where it's like, I think she needs to cheat to win a little bit more. Like, I think she needs t- to barely escape, you know? And, like, just not not look so dominant look like you know oh my god like you know okay so each challenger is getting closer and closer like and we just haven't seen that so if it doesn't start here with taya valkyrie i don't think we're ever going to get that honestly
1: so the next thing i want to talk about and this is kind of going to blend into the main event and that's the new and improved bcc the blackpool combat club they took on the dark order with hangman page we get the return of Stu grayson Congrats to him. He signed a new deal with AEW. So he's all elite again, as you saw in the in the graphic they posted on all social media. I really was looking forward to this match because when I first saw when Stu Grayson started getting like spotlighted in AEW, a lot of people made the comparisons to him and Claudio Cesaro, right? And just to see them kind of like interact in the ring on Wednesday night, I was like, man, and I don't know if Stu Grayson knew he was going to sign a new deal before this match but he really went in there and he was all over the place during this match like he was like spot after spot and he's just a, an incredible wrestler and he ended up cutting a, a promo on I didn't watch Rampage but I did see this promo on social media after, watch Rampage I didn't remember. watch Rampage no I don't watch Rampage there's no reason for me to watch Rampage uh, I haven't watched
2: Rampage in months
1: <laughs> but uh I did see they they uh that he cut a promo on Rampage I saw it on social media and Man, it's like he feels so refreshed, and I don't know. Maybe he's just, like, grateful that he's getting another shot with AEW, but he challenged Jon Moxley to um to a match on Dynamite next week, and, yeah, man, Stu Grayson's back with the Dark Order, and hopefully this is maybe a, a, a sign of, a, like, a new, more violent dark, dark Order now that Stu Grayson's involved, that he's back. But what was your thoughts on this match, the new attitude of the BCC, and the return of Stu Grayson?
2: I don't know why they ever got rid of Stu Grayson. To be honest with you, I th- I always thought he was a, a great talent, and I thought him and Eva Uno were great as a tag team. I know the tag division's all over the place right now. It's not even a tag division anymore. Um, but at you know they have they had so much potential in that division with all these other tag teams. I mean they still do. Um, I'm glad they resigned him because he got a huge pop there in Canada. Man, like the, the yeah. crowd was super hot for him. Um, you know, he, he, was awesome in that match. I mean, that match was just all, just all over the place. So much nonstop action. I loved every minute of it. Um, and yeah, man, he's back and he it looks like he's got a more of a pep in his step and more motivation this time around. And like I said, I don't know why they ever got rid of him. I or think it was a never... visa
1: issue. And then his contract was, um, coming up and they he just didn't resign him. I think it was like a, a combination of both. I could be wrong.
2: Nonetheless, he's back now, which I'm happy about. So uh yeah, man, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more of this side of him and, and evil Uno and like you said, of, of the Dark Order in general. And I think uh God, Stu and, and Mox are gonna kill it on Wednesday. I think 1000%. that's gonna be a great match. So uh yeah, I'm happy to see that, that, you know, he's back and uh, you know, a little bit more motivated this time around. And and speaking of pops, you know, he got a tremendous pop. The crowd was super hot for him. So that was good cool to see.
1: Yeah. definitely uh, and he seems like a great guy, so All right, let's blend this in with the main event because we're going to go back to this. The main event, we got a triple threat trios match. Mm -hmm. Can we say this like 10 times fast? I don't think I can. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I want (laughs) to say three
2: O's.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we had the House of Black defending their trios championships against (laughs) Jericho Appreciation Society with uh, Jericho, Sammy G, uh, Daniel Garcia, and then we got the Elite, Bucks, and Kenny Omega. The pop that Kenny Omega got and Jericho also were also just as big as a Stu Grayson pop. Okay? Yeah. Uh, maybe even louder. Kenny Omega got like a hero's welcome. Okay, that's how, that's how fun. You could tell in his face, too, how happy he was to um to be there back at his hometown. And also, I believe it was Tony Schiavone or maybe Excalibur that said this on commentary. They said that this is the biggest crowd that he's ever wrestled in in his hometown. In his hometown. So yeah. I thought that was really cool. You could tell in his face how happy he was. And he was just like, he, he normally doesn't do this. But I guess maybe because he was in his hometown, he was so happy. Like before he got in the ring, he actually went around the whole ring and just said, you know, just giving everyone's, uh, all the fans high fives, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, This match, it was all over the place, but it definitely delivered 1,000%. One thing I want to touch on real quick is uh, Brody King. So he does his spot in the ring where he has like sometimes one or two opponents on like each post of the ring. And he does like this like, Like, kind of like this tribal, like, call where he's like, Just watching him do that and see the whole crowd doing it with him. Yo, that shit was getting me pumped up. Like, (laughs) it made me want to, like, punch somebody in the face for no reason. Like, it just started getting me amped up. And Brody King is just such a monster, bro. Like, some of the stuff he does in the ring, like, a guy his size shouldn't be doing.
2: Yeah, man. Every single, uh, you know, trios match the House of is and I think he's been shining the most in, in every single one of them, in my opinion. Um, what a great talent, man. He really, he, he's really, he's been killing it. He's, he's one of the guys in, in AEW, um, you know, who they signed recently. I guess, you know what, like, I forget. It was, uh, it was like, I think they, I'm not mistaken,
1: ago, right? I think they signed them in early 2022.
2: Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been over a little over a year I would I would say now and uh you know he's he, he, he's gotten the opportunities man he's had that that feud with Darby Allen um I mean he's really been spotlighted and I don't think a lot of people have really taken notice of how good he has actually been so yeah shout out to him man for a, for a big dude he could certainly move and the things he could do in there like you said a guy his size shouldn't be able to do so yeah he's he's really great
1: did you also notice during the match that The crowd popped when, like, Jericho and Omega faced off when they were the only two guys in the ring and they started beating the crap out of each other. But then also, there was points in the match that we did see them team up, which was interesting um, to me. Did you see that?
2: Yeah, yeah. It was definitely interesting. They were, like, fighting everybody off because everybody was trying to interrupt their, you know, one-on-one face-off. There was
1: also a spot, I forget who it was. I don't know if it was... uh, It might have been Brody King. There was a spot where... Kenny Omega is actually telling Jericho to get up, like like, get up. And I was like, oh, man, that's interesting. I know Jericho has gone on record saying that at some point if they they ever tell the right story or if like if there's a reason for it, he would like to tag with Kenny Omega like one day before he retires, which should be interesting. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, but I would like to see that a Jericho and Omega, not like a tag team run, but just having a tag team match where they're tagging with each other. Yeah. Um, so House of Black picks up the win. It looks like we're going to continue telling a, Jer- a Jericho Appreciation Society feuding with the House of Black story, because uh, Jake Hager came out, and it, it was so random, because he came out very, like, nonchalant, like, he just came out, like, he wasn't, like, in a rush or anything, so I thought, like, okay, he's going to just go grab Jericho and-, and his guys and just making sure they're all right or something, but then he gets in the ring, and he's just saying him with his stupid hat, just getting beat up by the House of Black.
2: This freaking gimmick now, man. He's be- Jake Hager's become a joke. This like <laughs> dude in a hat. That's it. Oh. He was once he was once a uh, a monster and a, and a heater and bodyguard. Now he's just a big big goof. Which I mean, whatever. I don't care. I mean, I don't care about Jake Hager. But um, I forget he signed at the time, and he just comes out with that stupid hat. But
1: so we see that, and then as this match was also happening, they, they cut an angle where it's like. Evil Uno ended up going to the hospital earlier, and then and you see, I believe it was um, John Silver, Alex Reynolds, and Hangman. They were fighting off with the BCC backstage. Somehow this led to all of them coming outside where the ring was happening. So you have all these different brawls happening. Okay, the elite are outside of the ring. Hangman's brawling with the BCC. Silver and Reynolds get powdered. Okay. And now Hangman's by himself in the ring, and BCC are trying to surround him. Like, they're going to try to attack him. Out comes the Elite. They get back in the ring, and they have Hangman's back. And I'm like, holy shit. Big pop for me. And I'm like, holy shit. They're going to finally tell this story. They're going to tell the Elite reconciliation of the 1,000% story. Ah oh, man, I'm I'm really excited for this because there's like so many different like scenarios and things that could potentially happen with the story. But give me your instant thoughts right away.
2: Yeah, man, I was not expecting it at all when when I saw how um the Dark Order and BCC, you know, going at it. I'm like, what the f- what is this shit? Right. I mean, I think they even cut cut to it during the match backstage. I'm like, why are they showing us this? Like, I don't care. Like, I want to watch this match. And, obviously, there was a reason behind it. I was not mm-hmm. thinking that this was going to be that reason. Um, but, man, oh, man, yeah, what what a moment. I do wish, like, and, again, this is a timing issue on AEW's part always. Um, I do wish they gave it a, maybe a minute to breathe uh, because, like, they did it really quick and then they got right off the air. Um, so, I wish, like, they, they gave that moment of, like, I don't even know if Hangman even turned around.
1: No, he was he was about to turn around. That's when and the- then they cut. This is maybe maybe that was that
2: maybe that was done on purpose. I don't know.
1: What was a missed opportunity for there also was Tony Schiavone should have hit us with, hit us with his classic line like he used to do at Nitro. Like the tape machines are rolling. We're out of time. We'll see right. you next week. on That he should have hit that line right there. That yeah. that would have been perfect
2: yeah. icing on yeah, the cake. That was, for that'd that. be a great spot to, to throw that in there for. But I mean, nonetheless, what a I mean what an amazing opening to the show. You had some great matches in between, you had an awesome main event, and then a a fantastic ending. I thought all in all, this was one of the best Dynamite episodes um, in the past few months, man. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. And now we're going to see the story of Hangman and possibly the Elite getting back together. How does that affect Hangman's relationship with the Dark Order? Um, You know, there's so much story that they could tell here, but I'm really, really intrigued and so excited to to see where it goes. And uh... yeah, man. I know. So, this, is, this is what AEW does best, man. This is this is the AEW we we love, you know.
1: Listen, we we criticize Tony's booking at times, but when Tony gets it right, he gets it right. And, oh, I mean, he knows how to book. Right. He, sometimes he's a little wonky, right. but for
2: the most part, he knows how to book his shit. Yeah.
1: So that so between the the opening segment and then this elite story, it's like fuck, man, it's right in the fields. And yeah. um, there was a funny meme, and we're gonna get to this later, but you know. We're going to talk about the Cody, Kevin Owens stuff, but you know that shot of, of Cody just watching the TV and he's just yeah, happy? Yeah. They somehow, I saw a meme where they grabbed like the, the picture of the
2: hangman and the elite. I saw that. And
1: they, <laughs> I could just see Cody being the same way
2: for that, too. Bro. I know. Yeah, no, for real. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just works out perfectly. Uh,
1: yeah. Okay, so when it comes to this elite BCC story, right, clearly now the BCC are heels, all right? To me, they're, they're clearly heels. They got this new attitude, new and improved. I strongly believe when Brian returns, he's going to fit right into that role. I think he's going to come back. Well, he might toy with the audience a little bit, like to say, like, oh, I'm not going to mess with them, but he's going to be part of this, right? I truly yeah. feel that way. So it's like, how do how do we tell this story, right? So the reconciliation is going to happen at some point, right? I believe with the Bucks and Hangman, they're somewhat like squash for the most part, right? But we also got to tell the reconciliation between Kenny Omega and Hangman. I feel like we're going to get that, right? I feel that a double or nothing, we're going to get an Anarchy and Arena match between yep. the Elite and yep. the BCC, right? No. Yep. But I don't think it's just going to be four on four. I truly feel like it's going to be five on five. Now, hear me out. They're also telling this little low-key story, right, with Don Callison and Takeshita. okay? Mm-hmm where he's trying to like gr- like recruit him into the elite. I think Takesh is going to turn on the elite and join the BCC. Wow. That's going to leave an opening for who the elite's going to get. Now, a lot of people are saying it's going to be Adam Cole, right? They're going to reconciliation with Adam Cole. I don't think it's going to be Adam Cole. I think it's going to be Kota Ibushi.
2: Wow.
1: That's my prediction for double or nothing, baby.
2: Wow! Holy shit, man!
1: Imagine Takeshi and Kota Ibushi. And
2: I'm and I'm not gonna even say that that's a wild prediction, man, because I think it could happen. Code is a free agent, and why the hell not? I'm sure he's gonna hey, come in. He's AEW a former member point. of the elite. Right, right. <laughs> wow. Okay, man. All right, you might be onto something here. I was not thinking about that at all.
1: I think Takeshi turns on the elite, joins the BCC. All right, you put a little edge on Takeshi. All
2: right. Yeah, I mean, Takeshita and the Elite doesn't fit, in my opinion, but either. So
1: Takesha and the BCC does fit.
2: It does. It definitely, def- definitely works. I can definitely see that happening. So, oh man, you got me excited now, man. <laughs> I hate when you do this, Mario, because you always throw these things in there and you get my hopes up because it could happen, you Listen, know. And now I'm just make a talker. That's this it. is what I do. I'm just a talker. This is what I do. Oh, man, man, oh man, that that would be awesome, man. Gosh, between this and the Four Pillars Fatal Four Way, man, double or nothing looks like a freaking can't miss pay per view.
1: Okay, I'm. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Not you can't miss double or nothing. What does that mean? No, no. No, no. Stop it. it. Come on, come on, Ryan. Stop it. (laughs) Well, you know who's gonna. You know who's going to Vegas, right?
2: Yeah, you. Uh, Yours truly's
1: going to Vegas. I'm going to Vegas. I'm going to Vegas double or nothing. I haven't got my tickets yet, but I am going. All right, it's happening. One thousand. You book anything yet? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, look at Ryan. His his, his gears (laughs) are turning. His gears are turning. Okay, okay, okay. Don't make me do this. All right, but that's... I really think this is a strong possibility that we could get this. The the Elite versus the BCC, Anarchy in the Arena. Listen, Anarchy in the Arena last year was my favorite match of the night at Double or Nothing. I thought that match was fantastic, and it was just different. It was different from any, like, street fight, hardcore, and everything goes. Just the the presentation of it, the music playing in the background for like five minutes. Like it was just insanity. I loved it. Well, it
2: seems like every year at double or nothing, it's that's going to be the staple. Like that's going to be the match. Like they did the stadium stampede for a while, but obviously since they don't have it at, at the Daily's place anymore, they can't do that. But uh, they, they made anarchy in the arena. It's kind of basically the same exact thing. I think that's going to be a common um, theme of double or nothing. You're always going to get some sort of match, of this caliber. Um, and I think that's definitely where we're headed here. And, you know, just anything that the elites involved in, I'm immediately just 100% invested in because of how unique they are and how, you know, just the ideas that they have for certain matches like this. Um, I mean, I could already tell it's going to be a freaking banger, man. I mean, last year, like you said, that was a great, great match that they had last Mm -hmm. year. Um, (laughs) and now this year you got the elite and the BCC again Mm -hmm. involved in it. Uh, you know, I think, I think it works, man. so yeah, I think that's probably where we're headed here um but yeah, now I'm intrigued about the possibility of doing a five on five and who that would be and I agree I Adam Cole would would work, of course, mm-hmm. but it's very obvious, and I think Adam Cole should probably just do his own thing after coming back now.
1: We could tell that story oh. later, you yeah. know we could yeah, definitely yeah, tell right, that right. story later between Adam Cole and the elite, but uh yeah I, I the the BCC and the elite just seems like. It just feels perfect for double or nothing, especially for a match like this. And then also think about it. A lot of these guys have history with each other. You remember John Moxley, Eddie Kingston? They faced off with the Young Bucks at double or nothing one year for the tag titles. Kenny Man. Omega and Brian. Kenny Omega and John Moxley. And then we got new fresh matchups, Claudio and Kenny Omega. So like there's like a lot of different scenarios you could tell here
2: yeah yeah no for sure man it's definitely exciting man i mean and just to see like brian and kenny again if brian does end up coming back um mm-hmm. you know brian and the bucks and yeah like you said the the claudio in the mix i mean yeah dude this 100 works i think this is definitely where we're headed and uh yeah man it's, can't wait can't wait bro i can't wait for it it's crazy. great
1: stuff great stuff all right speaking, speaking of stuff, kenny omega on right <laughs> Speaking of Kenny Omega, low key Tony Tony Khan just like just sent that like a random tweet, right? Like, and he said it very he did it very nonchalant until he started picking up steam, and it's like, holy shit, is this really happening at Dynamite? I remember watching this graphic, and I'm like, was well, this Tom Customs fucking with people? We're we gonna get Kenny Omega versus Iho de Kingo on Dynamite. Holy shit!
2: Yeah, yeah, the... <clears throat> he did. He tweeted something out earlier. He tweeted something out early in the morning of, like, oh, like, make sure to tune into Rampage tonight. And I'm also going to drop, like, a Dream Match announcement or something like that. But, you know, when Tony tweets like this, it just goes over my head now. It goes in in one ear and out the other because I just, it's just like, he just has all these, like, things up his sleeve. And half the time it's just like, eh, you know, nothing crazy. And then he dropped this and I was like, oh, I was not expecting this. Now, I will admit, I am not as in tune with... Like Kingo, as a lot of people are, you know, I I know he's super talented. I have not seen much of him. I know there's a backstory here with him and Kenny. The match was supposed to happen. It didn't happen. Now it is happening. It's going to be a great match. Uh, From what I'm hearing, I've seen some clips of the guy, but I have not like I don't know too much about him. So that really does excite me to like not know what to expect and just just to see him like it's just kind of like this commander dude who was like in that ladder match recently. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out Brian Sendek of uh, Royal Ramble. He was like telling me, "Yo, this guy's sick. He's awesome. Just wait till you see him." And I was just like blown away by him. So I feel like the same thing's gonna happen here. And a and a Kenny Omega one on one match, man, Is, of this yeah. caliber. I mean, yep. he's on. He's just. He's the best at this.
1: so He really is. And you're not going to be disappointed with Hijo de Vigil. Like, I know what you like. Like, I know the yeah, type yeah. of wrestler you like. You're not going to be disappointed with this guy. And also, I was very fortunate to meet him uh, recently at a GCW show. He's a great guy. Very humble. Like, he's like the mega campeon. He's the world champion in AAA. So, like, he's just...
2: Oh, he is? Yeah, he's <laughs> okay.
1: one hell of a talent, bro. One hell of a fucking talent and... Oh man, I can't wait for this match. Like this is gonna be a match that you you're not gonna be able to blink.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, he he seems like he's uh just he flies around that ring, and I mean God, like Kenny Omega, obviously we know he he could do in there too. So yeah, dude, I'm I'm really excited, man. Well, like I said, whenever we get a Kenny Omega match like this, a big time one on one, like big match, Kenny, uh, we're in for a treat. And um, I just it's it really is a treat every single time we could get something like this. So I'm excited to see that, and that was one of the reasons why I was happy that you know. Uh, the elite dropped the trios titles yeah i was happy for house of blacks I, th- I think they needed it more but also because like i just feel like i want to see kenny separate from the bucks a little bit and just do his own thing and, and just see him you know just i don't know have B- some bangers yeah be kenny omega oh yeah right right because i mean who knows with these rumors man i don't know when his contract is up but it seems like he does not know what his future lies and i think there is a possibility and maybe it's a small possibility but i think he could potentially have interest in the wwe that's all i'm gonna say i don't know when that's gonna happen i I, you know he's pretty uh busy right now Mm -hmm. but i just have a feeling that he knows the end of his career is not coming up within the next year or so obviously but i mean it's it's coming right and this might be his last chance to go over there You know, so I want to enjoy Kenny Omega in AEW now. I want to enjoy all these potential dream matches, these one on one bangers that we're going to get over here for now because I just, I'm not convinced that he's just, he's an automatic, like, oh, I'm going to stay in AEW. I'm not convinced.
1: Listen, I want Jay White to be in the WWE. I want him to go to the WWE. I don't want to see Kenny Omega go to the WWE. I really don't. don't. I
2: said that a few years ago, but I think at this point, I think I am intrigued to see. Kenny in WWE. If, and
1: listen, if he does, obviously, he's my guy. Like, I'm always going to support Kenny. And yeah. and I'm not saying Kenny can't have good matches in, or group. Let me rephrase that. I can't. I'm not here. I'm saying that Kenny Omega is not going to have great matches in WWE. But listen, man, I, th- I just think so highly of Kenny Omega. It's like if Kenny Omega goes to WWE, yo, I want him to be world champion, right? Like, I want to see him gun for the world champion. And if you're going to give me anything less than that, then I'm just like, oh, come on, man. What are you doing? Oh, yeah. My guy.
2: <laughs> Of course, it depends on how he's booked, but I think with Triple H involved, mm-hmm. I have a little bit more confidence, and I, and it's just like basically, basically the dream match is there, and to see him on a big stage like WrestleMania, like, I don't know, that, that definitely intrigues me, I can't lie, I can't, I can't, you know, a few years ago, I was like, hell no, man, I don't want Kenny anywhere near WWE, I mean, I said that for years, mm-hmm. for as long as I've been a Kenny Omega fan, but I think now mm-hmm. my opinion's changing a little bit, um, just by seeing the way Cody Rhodes has been presented over there, and um you know how high triple h is on a guy like kenny omega how 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 long he's been waiting to get a guy like kenny omega i feel like if he finally does secure him he ain't gonna fuck it up so um it is intriguing but you know going back to kenny and aew for now let's let's enjoy him for for what we have um yeah i mean i'm i'm very excited for wednesday all right
1: just one quick reminder once again before we continue talking Subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'm going to be promoting this. I'm going to be like an infomercial for our YouTube channel. We revamped the YouTube again. We're going to start putting stuff on there. Uh, you know, Leo's doing this whole Lowe's Radio TV gimmick, and that has to do with our YouTube. So if you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, we haven't done shit with this since episode 94, but we're back, baby. We're going to put stuff on there. So, yes, yeah, subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can watch us there live like you are doing right now on Facebook, or you can watch us on demand. So you can see our beautiful faces on YouTube, okay? Uh, One last thing on AEW. Forbidden Door 2 got announced officially Sunday, June 25th, and it's going to be live in Toronto, all right? So first of all, we knew it was coming, right, that Forbidden 2 was going to happen, right? We knew it was happening. I'm happy that they officially made the announcement, but I'm also happy that it's in Toronto because that means I'm not going. Okay, Yeah. more money in my pocket to save. Shout outs to Iridium for Rest Friends, right? In our group chat, she goes like, really? Toronto? AEW fear Chicago? I'm like, listen, if you thought that Forbidden Door was going to be Chicago, game, you get one of these. 1,000%. Congratulations. It was not going to be Report Chicago game. Um, But yes, Forbidden Door is announced. It's official. And I'm excited, man. I'm excited for Forbidden Door.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. This year should definitely, I mean, last year was great, but, um, you know, not what everybody was expecting it to be. I think this year it should be way better, um, on paper. And, uh, of course I'm sure it's going to deliver, man. I loved being in Toronto when I went in 2019 for SummerSlam. I think Toronto was awesome. And I, I've been saying so many times, like, Oh, I want to go back. Oh, no, you're go back, fucking I going. <laughs> no, no. Um, but, I uh, but I, I can, I don't think I could, I could do this. Um, I don't know, man. I'm trying my best here to, you know, save money and not yeah. do every single restaurant. Try trip. your
1: best with some of the news that you broke somebody before we have recorded. We're gonna get to that. But <laughs>
2: try your best. No, but you
1: deserve it, Ryan. You deserve it. You deserve to have fun.
2: Why not? Thank you, thank you. But uh, you know, at some point you know, I'm getting older, I gotta I gotta chill with my money a bit. I can't you know, I'm doing mania, probably do all out. I mean i can't do everything anymore, you know. I mean, I, I can't you know, do Forbidden Door and SummerSlam and oh I, I rumble and you know, I can't do all of them anymore. I really gotta pick and choose. Well, so, listen,
1: uh, I know you're not doing SummerSlam because I'm gonna be at Detroit. No, I ain't okay. doing <laughs> SummerSlam, I
2: ain't doing Forbidden Door, so
1: <laughs> Okay, but I will I will say this though, um, and I think I said this to you privately also, like earlier this week. Like I'm legit cause I also think the same way you do, right? At some point in my life, I know I'm not gonna be able to To do a lot of these shows, right? Because like right now, I balance everything. Like I, when it comes to me being an adult and taking care of my bills and paying this off and doing that, like I take care of that first. Because if I didn't have money to take care of that, but I'm over here flying over here for this and going to this show, you know what? Who am I, right? Like why would I do something like that? Like I'm an adult here. Like I can't be doing shit like that. But when you have play money or you have money to do certain things or you're like, you know what? I could do this. As long as everything else is taken care of, Like, then, you know, whatever, right? So, like, I was telling you, like, I'm playing, like, Russian roulette with, like, some of my credit cards, right? Now, keep in mind, yeah. I pay my credit cards. I'm not one of these douche bags that doesn't so pay I'm their bills.
0: Debt. I'm <laughs>
1: not in debt. Like, I pay my shit off. But, you know, I'm booking uh, for one credit card. I'm booking my Cancun stuff for this uh destination wedding. I got to go to July and... You know, I'm flying here for this and I'm looking for Vegas stuff for Double or Nothing Weekend and and this and that and all out is happening. Like just so much shit. I'm flying here. I'm driving over there. But I know at some point in my life, I'm not going to be able to do all this. And it's not like I do it all. I just pick and choose what I want to do.
2: I've said that too, Mario. And every single year these events come around, I'm like, oh, I could do this. I could do this. So I keep saying at one point it's gonna stop for me too, but I don't think so at this point. I think if I if I really <laughs> wanted to, I probably could, but I am stopping myself. I am like I'm taking myself out of the equation just because, like I said, I just don't need to go to every single thing. I'm grateful I'm going to WrestleMania weekend again. It's my seventh WrestleMania weekend um i love this weekend so much i i always want to make sure i do wrestlemania because that to me uh i don't know the event's just it's always special it's always a special weekend and then all outs very convenient uh i got buddies there friends there that nah, let yeah. me me with them, me just like you do too so yeah. we got the hookups in chicago mm-hmm. um so you know that's an easy trip to do it's not like you know I not having to pay for a place to stay it's very convenient it's very enticing but you know <laughs> Going to Toronto, where you got to get a flight, a hotel, and a ticket, and it's just like a whole production for one show. It's like, eh, I'm good. I'm gonna watch it on pay per view.
1: You know what that that might be something that we should like for Forbidden Door. Maybe we could, maybe we could do like a gathering, if you will. Maybe we could do something like that. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that would be cool. It's in the summer. You know, we don't got to worry about nothing. Right,
2: right. Maybe I can, uh, you know. Through, stream it outside or bring my TV outside or something like that maybe have you over or something like that or we're, vice we're, versa we make, whatever we
1: can make a whole day out of it do something maybe we just we just got
2: of make sure Leo's involved in some way because his cooking is just top notch 1000 oh, so pizza that he cooked he might fuck That's around and be like hey no just, let's just understand. have it in my
1: house that might that might fuck around that might what Leo <laughs> might say hey just have it in my house
2: <laughs> yeah dude oh my god yeah we'll Leo knows like how to that. cook but I'll- uh yeah no for sure
1: all right, and uh, new Japan related news. All right, you know, since we're talking about Forbidden Door, we got the final set for the New Japan Cup, and we got uh, my guy, Rebel Era baby, <laughs> David Finley facing Sonata, not part of LIJ anymore, but just five guys. Okay, the new fresh Sonata main event final for the New Japan Cup. I I was I got to watch before I uh headed over to Leo's. I got to watch the actually the 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 two semis. It was um Tomatonga and David Finley. They put on a fucking banger, and um I I was telling this I was telling you guys uh and you this last week how like they're telling this story between ELP and David Finley where ELP can't really like trust him, and Mm -hmm. like on commentary ELP was doing commentary for the New Japan Cup. And he was saying like, you know what, I got to give the guy credit. And then they had like a little back and forth after David won. And David tells ELP, he's like, you see, you got to like see my vision. Like he's like, you know, uh, he's like, you know, I'm I'm doing this for us. I'm doing it for Bullet Club or whatever. And then ELP was like, do it for the club. And they just they finally like acknowledge each other. And they threw up a two suite. So I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if there's gonna be further storytelling there. But then you know, fast forward to the main event. Sonata versus Mark Davis from Aussie open. He took Will Ospreay's spot because Will Ospreay has a shoulder injury, which I hope he recovers quickly because he got some WrestleMania bookings. And hopefully he can still make those. But Mark Davis is having like a showcase like during the New Japan Cup. He's like having like a breakout star performance. And Sonata and Mark Davis ended up having a banger. And, you know, this new fresh Sonata picks up the win. So now we got Sonata and David Finley in the main event for uh, the New Japan Cup. Who do you got here, bro? Who? What, what do you think?
2: For as much New Japan as I've followed recently, um, I'm going to probably go with Sonata. Wow. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, I know they're pushing David Finley pretty hard, but mm-hmm. I think they've already pushed him hard enough to make it to the finals of the New Japan right. Cup. Right, I just think, uh, you know, having him win and then losing to Okada, I mean, I don't know. Sonata's done this a bunch of times where he's lost to Okada and he's come out on, out on top. I just feel like um, that's probably the more realistic match on paper but again i i really haven't watched much new japan dude i didn't even know sonata split from lij until you just told me like 10 minutes before we started the show i had no idea i didn't even see it on on online or anything like that i just really haven't been up to date with new japan stuff i mean there's really nothing going on really that's really that interesting the only reason why i still have like uh new japan world is to just see, like basically follow what sasha banks is doing you know mm-hmm. um just to say, I think she's going to have a match at the next, at that Security Genesis show that the winner of the New Japan Cup is going to face Okada at. Um So, basically, like, I'll watch the big shows if there's some big matches like that. But I ain't following the New Japan Cup like I once did. And probably not the G1 this year either, to be honest. It's just too much to, to keep up with. Um, but,
1: and the thing is, too, is, like, when it comes to New Japan and... The reason I even put it on because I like I knew it was happening. I was getting ready to come out of here. So I was like, let me catch the last two matches. But like I just been kinda like reading results. I will more most likely I'll probably watch the final. And that's Tuesday, uh, early morning. I'll probably end up mm-hmm. watching that. Some of the bigger shows, I'll be like, you know what, I could do it. But like, especially with like the New Japan Cup and like the G1 and the best of Super Juniors. Listen, man, I'm yeah. getting old, bro. I can't you know, bro. three days, like three days in a row, waking up at four, three something in the morning. It's like, man. So like If, like, if I'm hearing, like, rave reviews about this match, I'll probably go back and watch it on demand. That's a good thing, right? You can always go back and watch it. But um, I'm not, like, really, like, trying to watch the whole tournament or whatever because it's a killer, man. I can't be doing it. Listen, a couple years ago, no problem. I would do it. I would stay
2: up. I used to do it. Like, dude, I used to freaking, like... I used to keep tallies just to, like, for my own personal sake, just to follow it, Be like, all right, this guy won this match. This guy's in the lead here. I used to be, like, a complete nerd with this shit, bro. Like, G1, like, oh, my God. Even the best of the Super Juniors, I'd be like, all right, like, you know, Ricochet's got a certain amount of points. Will Ospreay, you know, like, I was, like, all in on it. But, yeah, now we're getting older, bro. I ain't waking up early to watch these shows. And also and having to go back and watch them, too, even if I didn't have to wake up for it. Right. Like, you know, you watch it later on the day. It's just like, I wanted to watch all this. I don't want to be watching this shit every freaking day. You know, I got other stuff to do. So it's so hard to keep up with it. And unless you're in Japan, mm-hmm. it's so hard to keep up with it no. um, out here in the States. So yeah, I mean, it's a lot. Um, I'll always love New Japan, but I've definitely, it's not really, I used to be heavily involved in, in, in it, um, you know, 2016 to like 2019. Great, great memories, um, but ever since the end of the pandemic, and, you know, they're coming back from ever, the pandemic.
1: Ever since AEW is around.
2: And then the AEW, and it's just like, yeah, it's just like, it's really hard to keep up with.
1: Nah, it is. It really is, but uh, I'll definitely watch the New Japan Cup, the, the final on Tuesday. I'm looking forward to that. You also got, like, Hiromo versus Leo Rush for the the junior title. So there's a couple of matches on there that I'm interested in, so we'll see how that goes. And then also, just to... I'm actually after you, you kind of sold me on Sonata now, because now I'm thinking like, yo, maybe a fresh new Sonata, why not? And also, David Finley beat Tomatonga, so there's already story there for him being the next mm. challenger for the never open weight championship. There so, you uh, you know what? You kind of sold me on Sonata. I was leaning towards David Finley, but now you kind of sold me on Sonata. I think that might be it. And Sonata and Okada always put on bangers anyway.
2: Yeah, it just seems like, you know, I mean, again, from me not following them much, it doesn't seem like Okada's dropping the belt, okay? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I just feel like Sonata's a guy that he could just run through again because he's done it plenty of times. You run through David Finley, it's like, all right, then where does he go from that? You know, he's already getting a title opportunity. I think you got to make him come close. Mm -hmm. He's in the finals and he loses. Like, you know, tell the story we've told with like Jay White in the past, like, you know, Mm -hmm. where he gets close and, you know, just doesn't quite make it there. And then eventually he'll get... a. Title shot, I would assume. it seems like he's the guy that they're pushing hard right now, mm-hmm. but not not yet. Not right off the bat, man. I mean, you know, strap the rocket to him, but you know, pull that rocket back. Slow a build,
1: bit. slow build. Yeah. Slow build. All right. In I guess New Japan related news also. We got um Great Muda. He's gonna be the next inductee to the Hall of Fame. Uh uh well deserved. And I'm interested, man. I'm interested to see um the the speech he's gonna say i'm his english is it's it's okay it's okay english but still you know great muda he's a fucking legend fucking new japan all japan pro wrestling noah wcw like the guy's been everywhere so um well deserved
2: yeah no for sure it's gonna be cool i think uh rick flair is inducting him i believe so um yeah that that, that should be fun and uh yeah, I mean it's weird. Only two names announced for the Hall of Fame. I mean, what is this going to be a class of like four people? I mean, very, listen, very I'm not
1: complaining strange. about that, bro. I, I complain about four either, people either,
2: but I'm just, it's just very strange. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not surprised. You know, this is the year he retired, so it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it'd be really cool.
1: Yeah, what, a, what a fucking like last like year he's been having too uh, since yeah. he like announced. Uh, That he's going to retire, you know, like he had the match with Nakamura and Pro Wrestling. No, he's been appearing in New Japan, you know, Um, he also appeared in AEW. Like, you know, he's just been all over the place. So, you know, well-deserved, you know, a legend. And um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him at the Hall of Fame. All right. We talked about Austin Theory last week on how he verbally got assassinated by John Cena um, last week on Raw, right? But this past week on Raw, it, he pretty much got assassinated and destroyed, right? To get a new entrance, because I don't know you notice, but he got a new entrance where they kind of do like this three sixty type gimmick, and he does this. It's a really cool entrance, you know. And this is saying a lot because I'm not like the biggest Austin Theory fan, but I I think it's something. I think it it makes him look like okay, we're. We're pushing this guy like we have faith in this guy. And I liked it. I liked the answer. I thought it was cool.
2: Yeah, no, it's definitely different, man. Anytime they can present somebody in a different way like that. I mean, and especially with the cameras that they have and things like that. I mean, WWE's production is just top notch all the time. So, um, yeah, whenever they do something cool like this, it immediately makes that guy feel like a bigger deal. So I agree 100%. And especially if you're trying to make this guy feel like a big deal, especially going up against John Cena. Doing little things like this will definitely help uh, you know, present him in a big way. So yeah, I thought it was uh I thought it was really cool.
1: Dominic Rey Mysterio. We got a segment on SmackDown where uh Rey Mysterio confronts his son and the crowd was eating this all up, man. Mm-hmm. The crowd was loving every fucking moment of this. Where Rey Mysterio pretty much just says that he's an ungrateful brat, and you know, if he wasn't his son, he would, you know beat the shit out of him and even the crowd was like beat his ass beat his ass I, I just love this segment so much i'm really interested to see how they're gonna pull this trigger where Rey mysterio finally gives in and he's like fine we'll have the match like mm-hmm. does it happen at the hall of fame does it happen smackdown before the hall of fame because that, that's one thing they could do too like everybody's talking about like y'all hope dominic doesn't ruin the hall of fame ceremony or anything like that but smackdown in the hall of fame is happening in the same place in the same night so they could do a segment before the Hall of Fame where he finally accepts the match or whatever, and you know the the Judgment Day gets kicked out of the arena. Like they could do something right. like that too. Right, but like he could be
2: he could be fearful of Dominic crashing right. the Hall of Fame and ruining the night, so he says, "You know what? I'll agree to the match as long as you get the hell out of here." Mm-hmm. I could definitely see that happening too. So yeah. they could
1: do that, and then you know he could even sell it like in the Hall of Fame where you know he where he says his thank yous or whatever, you know. He can make, like, you know, I love my son, Dominic. He's a great performer, whatever. But tomorrow night at WrestleMania or whatever, I'm going to show you that you don't disrespect. Like, he could go on, like, he could sell the match within the speech, too. Like, where you could blur reality and fiction. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I could definitely see that happening. I don't know. I mean, I guess, I don't know. It really is up to WWE if uh, they want to, like, promote the match in advance or if they want to just do it last minute like that, I don't know. Um, but I, I mean at this point it's kind of just like Dom has said everything that he could possibly say, I feel like, to Ray, you know, mm-hmm. like he even threw in an Eddie line there, like I wish Eddie was my father. Mm-hmm. And if that didn't make Ray go nuts and accept the match, then what more can this kid possibly say to get Ray to complete the match? If you like,
1: want to go dark, he like attacks his mom or sister. Like
2: Jeez, I, I mean
1: <laughs> Rhea just like like, I will, bet, you know, like, say, like do something. Like, agree to Yeah, dad maybe, like,
2: agree. maybe Rhea does something <laughs> to right, them. That's what something. I
1: mean.
2: Yeah, I, God, I mean, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see, too, what, what finally gets Rhea to, to accept. Um, but I think this has been really good so far. Um, just, you know, Dominic's gotten a lot better on the microphone, I feel like. He's gotten a little bit more comfortable in there, as awkward as it must be for him to completely bury his dad every single week like this. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing that eventual match and uh yeah, it would just be another great addition to this already stacked lineup that we got, um, you know, for Mania this year. So yeah, we'll see what happens uh next week. And then if it doesn't happen next week on a Raw or a SmackDown, I think the possibility of doing it to SmackDown the night of the Hall of Fame is definitely uh, definitely a realistic possibility.
1: Speaking of Rhea Ripley, i really enjoyed uh the Rhea and Charlotte segment this past week too, how they were just brawling outside of the ring and and yeah. just a little back and forth they had. I really enjoyed it. I think um, the I'm not one of those people. I'm looking forward to this match. But th- there has been some people that have been like, oh, you know, really, Charlotte and Rhea. I think the segment sold the match even more.
2: They needed to do something more. I mean, they haven't really done anything yet. And especially with the rumors of this match being the main event of Night One, mm-hmm. I think they definitely needed to ramp it up a little and bit. They, and did. they did just that. So, uh, you know, I, I I just hope, man. Like, and I, you know. <laughs> I could hope, but I think it's going to happen anyways. But where like everybody's just so pissed that Sammy and 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 Ko with the Usos are in, in the main event that they're just going to shit all over this Charlotte and reimagine and hijack it. And I I hope not either because it kills Rhea's moment. And you know what? Can we just stop being spoiled for for a minute? I mean, oh, you didn't get what you wanted. Like you still got the match that you wanted. It's just not going on last. Like to me this stuff doesn't even matter anymore, you know? Like, I just hope there's no beach balls and stupid CM Punk chants and stuff like that. I just hope people can just shut the hell up and just watch the match and just enjoy it for what it is and give Rhea a good moment if she ends up winning. And I don't know. I- I'm, I'm worried about that. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, they needed to do something here. The brawl was pretty good. Let's see how they follow it up now. Yeah, yeah.
1: The main event segment for, uh, for SmackDown... Well, let's let's rewind back. They opened up the show with Cody Rhodes coming out, right? And Cody Rhodes, looking like a million bucks like he always does. Crowd is behind him. Super over. He, he said that he, the famous line that he always does, like, he should just trademark this. Like, so what do you guys want to talk about? Like, he needs to trademark that line at this point because he says it like, in every promo to a point yeah. that other wrestlers even say it. You know, like Roman Reigns said it to him a couple weeks ago. Ricky Starks over in AEW, he said it like during the press scrum. So it's like a common thing. Like that's already connected to Cody Rhodes, so he might as well just trademark it. Why not? Fuck it. But uh, he started up talking about like, hey, listen, I want to talk, but I don't want to talk alone. He brings out Kevin Owens, right? And then Kevin Owens comes out and goes like, listen, Cody, I appreciate what you're doing, but he's like, no, we need to bring someone else out. Sammy comes out. Sammy comes out, and kind of what you said, right? We talked about it last week. Cody Rhodes is going to be the guy that brings these two together because he's just involved in this story now as much as Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn Like Cody Rhodes has fit like a fucking glove into this whole story. So they have this back and forth, and Sammy goes like, listen, uh, I know you're pissed off at me. We both done eat bad stuff to each other i just don't see how this is any different and he goes like listen if if we if you really hate me as much or whatever like we don't even have to be friends we could just take down the bloodline bloodline together right and kevin owens tells cody like listen are we done here like i appreciate what you're trying to do but like there's nothing to say here he's just like i know you already said it a million times sammy you don't need a friend you just want to take down the bloodline together and he walks away you cut to this backstage where Kevin Owens is about to leave, and then Sammy, you know, it, you, it was right in the field. Like you could tell, Sammy was like emotional, talking to Kevin Owens, saying like, "Listen, I love you, man. You're my brother. Like you are my friend. Like we're always gonna be friends." And Kevin Owens doesn't say anything. He just kind of just he looks at him like twice, and then he gets in his car and he drives away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Fast forward to the the main event segment, we get this face off between Jay and Sammy. This was fantastic, bro. Because Jay tells him straight up, like, what was I supposed to do? Like, I never trusted you. I never liked you. You're not a, you're not my brother. Like, you're not family. You're just a fake-ass ooze Like, I've been telling you this all the time. And he's just telling him all this shit. And Sammy goes, like, no, I love your family. Like, I love you. You are my brother. He's telling him, like, I love you. But I have to do something. And I think you're more upset with the fact that I pulled the trigger on Roman... And you never did. I just couldn't take his abuse anymore. Which, Sammy's right. Sammy is right 1,000%. He's telling... He's telling Jay he still loves him. That that is his brother. But he just had to do what he had to do. And you could tell, like, Jay's facials changed when Sammy was telling him that. Because he knows the truth. He knows the truth. Everything Sammy said was the truth. And then Jay just couldn't take it anymore. And... He attacked them. They start brawling. And even the brawl, too. Like, those first couple of seconds between Jay and Sammy brawling, it didn't seem like they were fighting each other because they hated each other. It seemed more like a sibling fight, like when yeah. you fight with your brother. And yeah. so Jimmy got in, and then they both started attacking uh, Sammy, and then Kevin Owens makes a big save, right? He makes a save for Sammy, and then we get this fucking face-off between Sammy and Kevin Owens. Sammy thinks like Kevin Owens is about to attack him. But no, he just gives him a hug. Yo, I must have watched that clip. I don't know how many times already. The pop from the audience. Yo, everybody lost their fucking minds. You know what that like the pop from the audience reminds me of? You know that clip? Of um, a lot of like sporting of like sports teams uh, use it, and even like wrestling has done it too. Like these people that make like these memes and like these uh, you know like these viral clips where it's like they're like it's like a it's like a packed brawl, and they're watching something happening, and then when it actually happens, like the whole brawl the, the bar pops.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like someone
1: yeah. should take that clip and post it like on that TV of the bar, yeah, because that's yeah. what it felt like. Yo, everyone lost their minds over a yeah. hug. That's how you know, like, you're you you have your audience invested in something when the whole arena reacts that way. Listen, we've been saying it every week, and I'm gonna say it again the Usos, the bloodline as a whole, Sammy, Kevin Owens, and Cody are telling the best story in wrestling,
2: absolutely 100%. And this is what wrestling is all about, right here. It's about moments, man. And this was a moment that we've all been waiting for, and it did not disappoint, it was worth the wait. And I'm glad the the crowd, uh, I believe in Kansas City, gave that. That moment. was a great
1: crowd. That whole night, yeah. that crowd was like, amazing.
2: They did that moment justice, man, because that pop was so awesome, and uh, what a freaking moment! And then I even saw somebody on Twitter to point this out. And it's just like every little detail matters in this. It's like when Kevin is walking towards Sammy. Sammy's backing yes. up. Yes, he doesn't know if yep. KO is going to attack him or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the little things like that. I mean, Jesus Christ, man, this is just unbelievable. And I wonder if there's anybody out there that that wishes and and still hopes that we we were going to get uh Sammy Zayn versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, bro. This is where it's at right now. This is the story. This is what I've been telling everybody about uh, on the show and even like you know off air. I'm telling everybody, the story here is between Sammy and the Usos. Mm-hmm. It's not Sammy and Roman Reigns. Sammy and Roman, we got the match. It was great. I'm glad we got what we got. But that was not the WrestleMania main event that we needed to get. The them taking down the Usos for the tag titles is just gonna be awesome, man. That match is gonna be so good. The moment's gonna be so good. And Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn being the tag team champions, after all they've been through, after their history. After what they've been through just in the story alone with the bloodline? You tell me you don't want to see that? I, I could make the argument that I'd rather see that more than Sammy take down Roman. I'm not so sure about that, but I could probably make an argument for that because that's just as big of a moment in my eyes. So, yeah, I mean, the story was tremendous, and that was a perfect way to close SmackDown. Oh, yeah. I mean,
1: amazing. Just awesome. And then just seeing Cody's, like, reaction while he's watching it on TV yeah. was, like, like, another little nugget where it's like, oh, how dope is this? Like, even Cody's choked up watching this, like, right in the feels. Yeah. But you just mentioned something about, like, the Roman and Sammy stuff. Listen, and the thing is, like, Roman is still involved in this story, too. He just hasn't been part of it physically, right? Because, like... Right. They're still bringing up Roman's name, obviously, in this past week's uh, back and forth between Jay and Sammy, saying, like, you you wanted me to be like you, taking all of Roman's abuse. Like, I'm not going to do that. Also, back to the Roman and Sammy stuff, this is the way I compare it to, and we're going to compare it to music here. The main story was always Jay and Sammy, you know, the Usos, right? That was the al- the album single. Roman and Sammy was more of a B-side album cut, right? Wait, you had to get to that so we could get back to the main story, all right? Which there's still essence of Roman involvement, but the main story has always been Sammy and Jay.
2: What I've been saying, man, that's exactly what I've been saying. That From the start, that was it. That was the start of it. And now it's going to... I don't know if it's going to end with it, but it's going to culminate at WrestleMania with Sammy taking down down Jay.
1: I truly believe maybe we're going to get
2: Jay. You know, right? Jay and Romans the next layer to that, mm-hmm. and it's just like this. I'm I'm glad. I'm so glad WWE didn't. You know, like they do in the past, where it's like, oh, they changed the main event uh, WrestleMania 30. They they put Daniel Bryan in there. Oh, you know, they Kofi Mania thing blew up, and they made that happen. I'm glad they put their foot down here and didn't take this Sammy stuff and, and rearrange all the plans because I'm not saying it would have it wouldn't have worked, but it just wouldn't have been the correct path to take, I think, in my opinion. I think this was hundred percent the way to go here. And uh man, I mean I'm just as excited for this as I am Cody and Roman. You know? It's just it's just as big of a match in my eyes. So it really I'm is. I'm really glad we're getting what we're getting.
1: It really is, bro. This whole story is the best. This is the best whole story in all of wrestling. All right. Yeah. And there's no argument. Okay. And um listen, I'm I'm really excited for WrestleMania. I'm excited for these specific stories that we're getting, specifically the bloodline related stories with Cody and Roman, and obviously uh, the Usos and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. It's just, man, those two matches right there. Could be... Who's to say? Those matches could be added to our list, bro. Which are, know, our dude. list already is looking pretty healthy.
2: We didn't even uh, mention either. The Gunta and oh. uh, Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Triple, triple threat, threat, yeah. The IC title is official, too. I mean, dude, this WrestleMania card... I've been saying it for a while. This WrestleMania card looks awesome. Yeah. Looks so awesome on paper. Yeah. Is it going to deliver? Well, that's a different story. I'm sure it will. But, I mean, you got to make sure of that first. But on paper, this set is the best booked WrestleMania card we've seen in years. In my opinion, in years. Uh, it's just literally so many great matches that I'm so looking forward to. Uh, yeah, I mean, that match can easily make the list too, you know? All right. So,
1: we're, we're about to wrap up here, but let me... Because uh, you, you broke some news to me before the show started. So, when we're talking about the topics of WrestleMania. Do you want to share to the audience... Um, what else are you gonna be doing Wrestlemania weekend? Okay?
2: Yeah, so I got the wrestling itch mm-hmm. lately. I need to scratch that itch, you know? When you got an itch, you really just you got to scratch it, you know? It's mm-hmm. got to it's got to happen, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh I think I don't even know if I mentioned it last week on the show if I was going to go to Ring of Honor. Um, we talked off air, but I can't remember if it was actually on the actual show, but I will be in attendance for Ring of Honor Supercard of yes! Honor. Uh Yes.
1: Okay, there you yes! go. Ring of Honor, the the yes! man that put the honor back in Ring of Honor.
2: I think it's only right, you know. I buried it. I put the honor back into it, and now I got a support at SuperCard. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and it should be fun, you know. I don't really like care too much about the Ring of Honor product, but <laughs> you know that that could make it more fun, you know. I'm going into it not really caring too much and just having a great time. So, I'm looking forward to it.
1: Now, keep in I mind, keep totally. keep in mind the the key words. Ryan just said, because this is this is a trend right here. He said, I don't really care about the Ring of Honor product. Remember those keywords right there, I really don't care.
0: Now keep yeah, going. Just,
2: yeah, remember that. So I hope Tony can make some of these matches official, because mm-hmm. I know there's rumors floating around, but please make it official, alright? And secondly, I will also be in attendance for NXT Stand and Deliver. No! No!
0: No! 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 <laughs> And I got no, I got no, the itch, bro. No, no
1: What a turn of events. No. What a turn of events.
2: Dude, you're telling me, man. I made the impulse decision I, I just pulled the trigger.
1: What, so you Listen, just woke you just woke up with the itch and you're like, you know what? Not only I, am I gonna do Ring of Honor, okay? But I'm gonna do NXT
2: <laughs> Yeah, you know, I was just uh I don't know. I was I just I'm into this whole braun versus mellow shit, man. I think uh I think Mm. Mello is amazing. He's got to be the guy to take down Braun. I think that match what you want about Braun Breaker, how generic he is, whatever. I think he's okay in the ring. I think these two are going to tear it up. And I think this is going to be an underrated banger of the weekend that nobody expects to be amazing but everybody is talking about after this event is over i think it's going to be a really great main event i hope it ends in Melo winning but that's another thing too where i'm going to go back to what you just said i don't really care about the ring of honor product i could care less about the nxt product so if Melo doesn't win i could care less because i'm not invested in this product i'm not going to tune in on tuesday night and the following tuesday after i go to the show and be like, oh my god i can't wait for nxt i want Melo to win but if he doesn't it is what it is all the other matches on the show, too. I mean, Johnny Gargano and Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller,
1: I see a lot of potential in, man. I've, I've turned yeah. around a lot on Grayson Waller.
2: So have I. Yeah, so have I. I think he's fantastic. I think that match is going to be good. They had a brawl at, outside Johnny Gargano's house this past week. I don't know if you saw that. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and the rest of the card is, like, random. It's like a fatal five-way North American title match. But, like, no competitors announced. But, like, I'm sure that'll be freaking insane. That's like some women's ladder match or whatever. Like, dude, I don't know. I'm just gonna go and have fun and see what it's all about, man. I mean, I nothing else really to do. It fits in my plans. And uh like I said, Braun and Mello really sold me. Um there was like a segment they had this past week on NXT where um and I didn't watch it, but I saw it on on Twitter Mm -hmm. where Carmelo Hayes is like, this is the youngest main event in WrestleMania weekend history. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm here to deliver. I want to make sure you deliver. Like I don't know, man. It just kind of like got me pumped. I watched it after up, I, I huh? bought the tickets man, yesterday. Man, like, what a turn of events! I'm into this shit, man. Let's go, Mellow. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm gonna be doing it. When,
1: when was one? When, do you remember the last NXT uh, pay per view you attended?
2: Ah, mm. uh, I want to say the last NXT show I went to was in 2019 in Toronto, um, Takeover Toronto. It was. Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano that three, three stages, stages L of hell match because yep,
1: yep, yep, yep.
2: because then that was in 2019 and then AEW started uh, a couple months after that and that was when I NXT like turned around they didn't really travel as much they didn't do takeovers outside like that and then, well then 2020 happened and stuff like that so yeah I think that was the last NXT show I was at um, so yeah I mean that's another reason too you know it's been a while I mean wrestling is wrestling I'm sure I'm sure the show is going to be fun I mean I'm sure it's going to be great so. Well, I, I hope we'll so. See. I know the Ring of
1: Honor show is going to be great. And yeah. Listen, I don't watch NXT. I, I, I could care less about the brand, but same here. It might the show might deliver. All right, stand yeah. and deliver. It might deliver.
2: It might deliver. And like I said, that that main event is uh, to me is what sold me. So well, listen, we'll I,
1: I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to the the following episode, Mania Weekend, where we we cover your whole WrestleMania experience and to see if you're going to give a yay or nay specifically to the NXT show.
2: Yeah, maybe I'll show up here and uh, you know I'll be rocking some NXT shirt and I'll come on the air.
0: NXT! NXT, or, NXT.
1: or you might just go, come on here and be like, listen guys, I got to give myself one of these. Congratulations. <laughs> it might be you either. It might be Could either.
2: Be. Could be, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It should be interesting.
1: All right. One last thing. Um, on Friday night, GCW ran... The Melrose Ballroom in Queens, all right? right here in New York City.
2: The worst venue, but... Yeah,
1: but the, the venue's fucking tiny. But anyways, it was a really, really good show. And the main event was Masha Slamovich versus Nick Gage for the GCW World Title. And Masha captured the GCW World Championship. And she's the first woman to hold the GCW World Championship. Uh, Masha Slamovich, if you guys don't know who she is, she, listen, she is all over the place she's collecting titles and all these different promotions she signed with impact wrestling and now she's the world champion in gcw so i definitely wanted to give her a congrats and listen look out for her she's a amazing talent
2: yeah so so i've heard and so i've seen i haven't really uh it's kind of just like vikingo like we're not really all that familiar i know she was in impact for a short period of time Um <laughs> uh, heard a lot about her and i saw she became the gcw world champ which to me that's uh i don't know not me being like you know biased against women's wrestlers or anything like that it's always weird though when a woman becomes a world champion i know tessa blanchard did it and i was okay with it at the time um it's still weird to me in a way but um i mean kudos to her and mm-hmm. i seemed like everybody enjoys it so uh yeah i mean it's cool stuff i did not expect nick gage to drop that belt right away though mm-hmm. i will admit um but yeah, I guess we'll see where,
0: think,
1: where it goes. I I didn't expect it either. But then when um there were some reports saying like, hey, she was gonna have her parents in the audience because she lives in New York. Um, so she was gonna have her parents in the audience, and I'm like, you know, Nick Cage, like, I'm I don't know what he's the plans on doing next, but like, he doesn't really wrestle often anymore, and clearly, you That's know, true. due to injury and stuff like that. So it's like, you know, he already got his win um over Moxie already, right? Like, what else does he really have to do? If especially if he's Hitting like a, a part-time role where he's only going to wrestle here and there, he doesn't really need to be GCW world champion. You know, like he could he could just be promoted at a GCW show just to do his entrance and talk to a live crowd, and there you go, you get your Nick Gage fix. So like he doesn't necessarily need to be the world champion.
2: Yeah, no, it's a good point. I mean, I haven't really uh, kept up. I I just keep up with GCW on, like, uh, social media and stuff like that. I haven't watched the show in quite some time. But, yeah, it seems like he's kind of more of an attraction now at this point. He'll come in here and there when he's needed. Uh, Probably not going to wrestle on every show. So, yeah, I guess it's it's a good decision. I guess we'll see where it goes. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's only going to elevate her to -hmm. to the highest level. So, good for her.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's it. We covered a lot. A lot of great stuff is happening in the world of professional wrestling. And... Ryan's going to NXT. What a turn of events.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I I woke up this morning. I'm like, wow, it wasn't a dream. I actually did buy NXT tickets.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I still have my tickets. Um, I, I just looked at them the other day. I still have my tickets from The Mania and TakeOver that never happened. I still have oh, them. Oh, yeah. I still yeah. have them. What the I probably have
2: them somewhere, too. Just, yeah, just, no, never never forget that, man. Yeah. I'll, I'll always hold on to those. It's so cool. The tickets that just <laughs> never were used. <laughs> crazy bro what a fucking time
1: all right we're done ryan give me your plugs in
2: all right at luchat on twitter and i'm gonna be plugging the youtube a lot on there so yes yeah subscribe on youtube as well
1: all right, you can follow me at RatedR 87 but make sure you follow us at Lucha Outside Everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you miss anything or everything on today's episode, make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast version of the show, iTunes SoundCloud. You wanna be fancy Apple Podcast, tune in, LaMesclap Apple, illustrator.com, Stitcher Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast needs. And like Ryan said, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're revamping it. We're gonna be doing our live shows on there and who knows, maybe we'll pick up vlogging or something or maybe we'll throw that shit on there too. Who knows? Hey, the sky's the
2: limit for content. So who knows? We,
1: we haven't done anything with our YouTube channel since episode 94. So just give us some time, people. We'll, we'll start um, adding more shit on there. And yeah, so that's the main focus. That's the 2023 initiative. Okay. (laughs) So for the old man, Leo, that's not here for our double Ryan radar. I'm yours truly. Mr. Radar till next time. Keep it rated R, and stay too sweet.
2: Goodbye! And good night, Ben!